0: i'm steve alcoholic Hi, steve. and tonight's a speaker meeting it's f1 weekend in austin i'm sure we'll have some visitors over here from that are going to that so they're welcome uh it's kind of a different crowd than acl but uh <laughs> uh and tonight's speaker i uh, there are five fridays this month and i uh i didn't really have a, any plan of picking people other than if they just kind of crossed my field of vision and was inspired by them. And I I saw Ray ask Jim at the noon meeting a question one day, and I can't even remember what the question was, but it sounded interesting. So uh, that's why I asked Ray to speak, and luckily he said yes. And uh, when he's done speaking, he might stay up here and keep the meeting open for whatever topic he wants. (coughs) Here's Ray.
1: Right, Ray. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, like I said, my name's Ray. Uh, I've been serving now for the last a uh, little bit more than three years. Uh, as you maybe can tell, I am not from the States. I really grew up. I was born and grew up in uh, London, England. Uh, I have been seriously drinking now if I remember correctly since the age of uh, 14, 15 maybe 13. Didn't really consider it a pro- to be a problem maybe to at, at the age of uh, 17 or so. Uh, at that time I was Uh, about 16 and I was going to pubs in in and out when I shouldn't have been going but I was tall enough I looked old enough and I never had any problems with that I could get into pubs when I wanted to and it wasn't really a problem and uh, at that particular time I didn't think I had a problem until I got to be about what in my 20s mid 20s, maybe late 20s. uh, It got to be where I was having problems with depression and uh, having a hard time coping with that. It got to be a seasonal thing where I would uh, get depressed and uh, I would start drinking but the main reason I really drank is when I got angry or upset and I just couldn't handle things so I would just, I'm not gonna curse, I don't I don't like to curse, <laughs> I would just get upset and uh, I would go out and drink. And I mainly like, I mainly bought whiskey, Jack Daniels and Coke, that's what I liked. And if I couldn't get that, I would buy Bush Bear, I would buy a six pack, maybe, last me a couple of hours, maybe longer, but I got to the point where I was drinking all the time. It didn't matter what time it was, uh, 12 o'clock at night, 2 in the morning, where I got to the point where I was just drinking all the time. And once I got upset and I started drinking, I, I had a real hard time stopping. And I drank because mainly because I was depressed and I was getting depressed seasonally, like once every year where I'd get really depressed, to the point where I would get suicidal and I would be put in a psych hospital, which is no fun. (laughs) And uh, uh, that got to be a problem, but over the last couple of years now, I am uh, 62
2: uh <laughs> <clears throat> that
1: had that has not that has not been uh that has not been a problem and i can't explain that uh I had a lot of trouble with believing in god a higher power to the point it would make me angry to the point just talking about it or listening to it uh would make me cringe but uh just to skip ahead a little bit, I uh, was in rehab back in two thousand sixteen, and things that started to change. Uh, I was out of rehab for about two years or so, before maybe a little bit more than two years, uh, where I was um, looking for a sponsor, but not really, not really looking. And this, I happened to be going to a meeting, I think it was at 617, uh, where I was going. And uh, my, my sponsor approached me. And uh, for the last two, two or more years now, I have it, I've not had any problems with depression, no suicidal thoughts or anything like that. And I've been sober a little bit more than three years now. And uh, I have not had a problem with anger. Well, I've I've been angry, yes, but uh, I I haven't been to the point where I would go out and drink. I have not relapsed. And if I was to relapse tonight or tomorrow, you wouldn't see me anymore because I just couldn't. I just couldn't. No more rehab. No more groups. It'd be six feet under. That'd be the end of it because I couldn't handle relapsing again. So. Back in 2011, I started going to rehab, and I went to a rehab in uh, Wembley uh, called The Right Step. And when I went there, I was there for about a month or more. I think it might have been 32 days. And when I left there, I thought that I I basically said that I'm not going to relapse. I'm just, I'm just not going to relapse, something happened and uh, I relapsed and I just kept relapsing and I kept relapsing and I kept relapsing and it didn't matter what I tried to do, I just kept relapsing to the point where they old saying you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired, well I got to that point with my sponsor, the sponsor I have now, I speak to him every day or every evening I should say and he's the best sponsor I've had. All the other sponsors that I've had were basically jokes, That is, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I wouldn't pay your dog for him. Uh, and uh, the thing with God, something changed when I left rehab back in 2016. I don't know what it was. The thing with God just changed. I. Like I said, the sponsor I have now is the best sponsor I've had and he, he's the first sponsor that I've had that I've gone through the whole 12 steps. The last sponsor I had, we got the step 9 I think it was and it was I was basically on my own from there. So this sponsor I've gone through the whole steps and the God thing. The only way I can explain the God thing is by trying to be funny about it, which is not really being funny, Is that uh, I had, I could more believe in Bigfoot. I could more believe in UFOs, which I still do.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I had, I had no problems believing in that. I had no problems believing in those things at all. But when it came to God, I had a gigantic problem. To the, to the point of just being purely angry about it, not understanding, having a lot of questions. And even today, I still have a lot of questions as far as God is concerned. I have a lot of questions about people suffering. I have a a lot of questions about babies being born and uh, not being on this earth for more than an hour or so, children being abused, uh, starvation, wars and I haven't gotten any answers to those questions but I I have that belief in God which I didn't have before it just wasn't there and it's been decades since I have believed in God because like I just said uh, that just started happening when I left in 2016 from rehab (coughs) and I I really can't explain what happened maybe because I just realized that um, I didn't want to relapse anymore, I was tired of relapsing, and the God thing is, to the point with me right now, it's uh, believing in God, it's me wanting to go to church, and then I say to myself, well, if I go to church, I have to go to church every Sunday. So I basically said no to that. <laughs> and. Uh, Still a problem because I, I still want to go to church, but I still have a problem going to church every Sunday. I tried, uh, I tried doing that. I went to, to uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what, uh, I went to an, I went to a church somewhere in Austin where I went every Sunday, <coughs> and it, it just didn't work for me. It was just uh, a lot of things that I couldn't do. I couldn't drink coffee. I, couldn't eat chocolate and stuff like that and it's gonna be the same thing about if I go back to church again I'm thinking about going back to Catholic Church but it's all those rules that you can't do this, you can't do that and I have a hard time with that and like I said I have a hard time going to church every Sunday. Uh, I would rather go to meetings than I would would, uh, go to church and uh, I think for me right now meetings are a big thing for me, but I also remember that uh, when I first relapsed, uh, I had what they call that pink cloud. Uh, that was a very dangerous thing for me because um, it got me overconfident that I could stay sober, and. Uh, uh, I'm very wary of that feeling in the last couple of years or so, more than a few years now, I would say. I just am very wary of it because I had that feeling for quite a while. And I thought I had made it, like I said before, and it just wasn't so. So, from the age of about, uh, let's see, my late teens, uh, like I said before, I had problems with depression and uh, I was drinking. I, I never did any kind of hard drugs. I never did any uh, cocaine, heroin. Uh, I tried marijuana one time, didn't do a thing for me, never tried it again. So the only drug that I was t- uh, doing was alcohol. and. Uh, for me right now I know if I relapse tonight it would be uh strong a stronger thing to do. We wouldn't be uh going from the weak stuff to the strong stuff. It would be the from the strong to very strong. And uh I my sobriety means a lot to me, but I, I, I am very wary of uh of uh how I think about it and what I do and I, I used to think when I first got sober that meetings, meetings would keep me sober and uh, I still think about that today when I come here and I come here basically every day including the weekends and uh, I still tell myself that uh, coming to meetings uh, would be, would keep, would keep me sober. But something in the back of my head tells me, that, uh, like I said before, that uh, anyone can relapse at any time. It doesn't matter how many years you have, how many days you have, how many months you have. You could have 40 years, you could have 50 years. Uh, Some people might not agree with me, but something just has to happen and you relapse and you can lose. 40 years let's say and uh, I just I can't handle uh, relapsing again I, 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 that, that is a very strong fear with me uh, that I would relapse uh, I've had some problems in the last few days with my neighbors to the point where I've gotten very angry and I suppose to my surprise I have not relapsed I still have three years uh, and uh, that's that's really surprises me because that would be the way I would handle my anger to the point where I, I would just go off, I'd be out the door, I'd be at the liquor store, and if I couldn't get my whiskey and coke, I'd get beer. The, my main drink was uh, Jack Daniels and coke, and uh, well, when I was growing up, Back in England, we used to have a lot of parties, and uh, I would drink then, and it was the same thing. I just had a thing for Jack Daniels and Coke, and uh, it seems to be the strongest stuff for me. Well, I got to the point where that wasn't strong enough, and I switched to another whiskey, and it was the same whiskey and Coke. And if I couldn't get uh, the whiskey and Coke, which I found, that would happen quite often where I'd have to have, or I would have to be settled for a bear because I, could, I couldn't afford to get the whiskey that I wanted. Uh, the last time I relapsed back in 2016, that that's what happened to me. I could not get the whiskey I wanted. I had to settle for a bear, and I just, I just took a shine to a bush bear. And, uh, For me right now, uh, a lot of questions. I suppose I'm still scared of relapsing. I don't don't know why that seems to be bugging me so much. Maybe because I've relapsed so so much, more than a few times, more than several times in the past. And that is a big thing for me in the back of my head. I'm just scared of doing that. So I'm gonna let you ask me questions because I'll run out I didn't know I was spoken that long. Well, we can all go home. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions, uh, go ahead. Frankie, alcoholic. Go ahead.
3: So for me, growing up, like I started drinking when I was 13. I didn't realize it now, but now that I've, I only have five days. So but even now, I'm just realizing that it was to deal with depression and to deal with anxiety and all those kind of mental fears that like, I still kind of have. What led you to overcome the, the uh, the thought of not wanting to use because of depression and all that stuff, and how did you kind of, I don't want to say make it go away like it
1: was magical, but like, how did it sort of ease away for you? I can't explain why that, why I haven't been depressed in the last couple of few years. Uh, It it just happened that way. Maybe. God, I don't know what, it just hasn't happened. It, like I said, it used to happen to me uh, once every year, but in the last two or three years, no, probably three years or more now, I haven't had any problems with uh, depression, suicidal thoughts, or anything like that. I suppose you might call it luck, but I really can't explain that. Uh, I, I was at the point where I was. Uh, where I would say, I would know that at a certain point during the year I would get depressed. I would get depressed, I would get very depressed, and I would get very suicidal, and I'd end up in a psych hospital. To the point where I had, they were giving me antidepressants, which did not work. I had ECTs, which is uh, electric convulsive therapy. That worked for me, temporarily. I got to the point where I tried to get that done again recently and uh, I've been told several times now that I can't, I can't have that done anymore. But if it was up to me and the p- depression was to come back, that's what I would try and do again. Because like I said, uh, the pills didn't do anything for me. I took pills from my teens to my fifties to my sixties and uh, it was basically a waste of time. It was just toxic. It was just doctors didn't know what to do with me, so they put me on pills, to the point where I had to kind of just say, "Oh, stop! Uh, this isn't this isn't helping me." So a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, uh, I had to stopped taking the antidepressants, and around that time, I noticed that uh, my depression wasn't coming back. I wasn't getting depressed every once every year and uh, that's the way it's been for the last probably more than three years now, maybe four and it's not something I can uh, explain, it's just like the God thing, I can't explain that either because I I had a deep hatred as far as God was concerned we didn't speak, I wouldn't wouldn't even say uh, God please keep me sober today, I wouldn't even say that and I definitely would not get on my knees and pray I mean, me and God just didn't speak. If I swear him on the street, I'd punch him in the face. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, uh, I can't explain that. I mean, the God thing could change again for me, for all I know. I, I, I might turn around and just say, uh, you know, what? Well, I, I, have a problem with God. Uh, I just, you know, like I said before, I, uh, I have a lot of questions. I, I can't understand when I see little babies on this earth for less than an hour or more for a day and they they pass away I just I don't understand that I risk I don't understand children being abused I don't understand dogs being abused or or hurt uh, women being abused or beaten up or murdered (coughs) and uh, so those are the questions I have as far as God is concerned but today I, I, I will say to myself quietly more than a few times during the day, God please keep me sober today. And I have to say, it seems to be working. And that's the best way I can explain that.
4: Um,
3: quick question about ECT, does that actually work pretty well?
1: For me, it worked temporarily. But like I said, I, I would do it again. I, I would do that before I would take pills. I, would, I wouldn't take pills anymore, no. I would do the ECTs, yes. You Even question. though it was temporary, yes.
5: Thank you. I'm Spike, i great for Hi guys. Um, when you went to rehab, was, <coughs> did you go um, full of hope or dread? Or what was your experience going into rehab?
1: I, uh, I went to Western Trails. And when I went to Western Trails, I had been drinking for a while and the first time I went to Western Trails, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was crying, I was drinking a lot, I was uncomfortable, I didn't know what to do. So someone I met at Western Trails, he, he came home with me and um, he stayed with me for a few days. Uh, but even at that particular point, I still wanted to drink. Uh, I still drank when he was there and I, I just began to realize that I really had a problem because I was really not feeling, I was crying, I was shaking, and I didn't know what to do. I was uh, asking questions about rehab and stuff like that and it took me quite a while before I got into to rehab. And when I did get into rehab in, uh, at uh, Right Step in Wembley, I did not think I'd be there for more than a couple of weeks. Uh, something happened where I have, and we still speak, I had a very good counsellor, I suppose you would say, but I think I've been more as a friend. His name is Big John and uh, they seemed to take a liking to me because, I, like I said, I didn't think I'd be there more than a couple of weeks and I think I ended up being there for about 30 or 32 days. and. I wasn't supposed to be there because that long because of my insurance. Something happened and that was fixed. I I never I never found out what happened, but I, I was there that long and I wasn't supposed to be.
0: Anybody else? Steve Alcoholic? <laughs> it. Uh, I guess what came up to be it was it's possible to like struggle with a big part of AA and still stay sober. And then um, with the God thing because I, I could relate to that. But, um, but mainly it was like how fear uh, can help keep me from relapsing in a way. I know it like, we're supposed to get rid of our fear in some ways, but for me, the fear of the shame I would feel at relapsing really helps helps me a lot.. Um, I didn't really have a question, but it made me somewhat grateful for some of my, whatever, negative personality or character traits. I don't know. I don't want to feel that shame again. And I can also relate that it would really be hard to come back here
1: after I relapsed, I don't think. Although I don't know. Thanks. I think I think shame has, has a big part for me as far as me coming back, I think that would that would kill me. I I, I, I remember when I used to relapse quite a bit and I, I, I would come back to the meetings that would be a hard thing for me to, to uh, look at anybody who knew me. The shame was just tremendous. It was uh, shame, guilt, why have I relapsed again? Uh, uh, I have thirty days, I have sixty days I have a year, and I relapse I have four years and I relapse and the shame uh, th- I think that would be the biggest thing that would stop me from coming back into the rooms, particularly p- for people who have gotten to know me. I just couldn't handle that I think that would be a that would be a kickoff for me as far as depression would be concerned uh talk about depression, talk about suicide. Uh, I just couldn't handle that. I mean, I hear stories about stars doing that stuff and killing themselves and I I hate to say this but I I think I can kind of understand why. I can understand the shame, I can understand the guilt and particularly if if you relapse more than a few times. When I say a few, I mean more than three times, more than four times and I have relapsed more than several times and the, the shame would just kill me and the guilt too, so uh, I wouldn't know how I deal with that.
4: Hi, I'm Kevin. I've been really what you said. Uh, I've been mad about the slightest sometimes. And but I've been uh, hearing what you said about like when you got angry um, uh, mad that's when you want to start going out for a, a drink um, Like oh okay that sounds like me, uh, so it's nice to hear and it's kind of hopeful in a way, um, so I just want to say thank you for it.
1: I'm
4: not sure what you're asking me. Oh no, uh, I'm not asking you anything. I'm just saying um, not, um, I'm just saying thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. well, uh, for for your for your story because I can relate to um, part of it yeah. and it uh, gave me hope. Um, so thank you. People are alcoholic.
2: I also don't have a question, but I did relate a lot to your story and um, especially the part about seasonal depression. Um, And for me, it always started this time of year because my birthday just passed. And so it would be like from my birthday weekend all the way through like January because all the holidays and all that just like for whatever reason, I don't know if it was if it's just like the change in the in the season or if it was just like childhood stuff, whatever. I struggled really hard with that in early sobriety, and um, for me, it lasted for about four years or so. Um, And 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 I could always kind of feel it coming on. And what really helped me was um, just hearing other people sharing about it in meetings, and like exchanging numbers with those people and checking in with those people. And you know, over the years, of course, also like doing the work, and and especially. This time of year, when I would start feeling those things, where like I would notice that I wanted to stay in bed longer, or I would notice that I wanted to isolate more, um, is like really diving into the program, like those time that time of year, um, and eventually, you know, like getting through the work and practicing these principles in all of my affairs, like really living this life out there, um, helped to like kind of quiet those voices in my head, which like ultimately, I think. For me, is what has led to like that just not being a problem anymore for me. Um, and then the other thing that I really related to was the God thing because I had oh man, like when I first came in here, like I would have punched God in the face too. Um, and I, you know, to me it was it was a it was a big thing. Like we had beef from my childhood, from the God of my understanding that I grew up with, we had beef. Like, and um, so it was interesting to me to hear like. I kind of laugh because you're like I won't go to church if I can't go every Sunday like we're like all or nothing kind of people right it's like if I can't commit I'm not going to do it Um, but I guess something that just that as you were saying that like something that came to me was um, you know like for me like God is anywhere I seek him it doesn't matter if it's in this room or if it's in a church or if it's you know like at work in in the stall in the bathroom like God is anywhere I seek him and that just, to me, is like, it's based on my interpretation of what God is for me today. And, and what it is for me is, you like, yeah, I, I struggled a lot with, like, the, well, if, if God is all-powerful and he's all these things, and why do these bad things happen? And, like, what really had to happen for me was just, like, I just had to let go of that, of, like, needing to know the answers. And just knowing, for me, that when I... When I try to see, when I try to show up as a good person, when I try to see the world through like the eyes of love and compassion, like when I try to do those things, like I live a better life, and maybe for me that's what God is, you know. Um, so yeah, like just that thought of like really, it's just wherever wherever I am, ready to meet God, that's where God is for me. So anyway, thank you so much. I really, uh, I really did a lot. Well, I can tell you
1: that uh, God to me is what you see on TV. Uh, I'm the only black guy here, but God to me is a white man, he's a Jew, he, he has long hair, he has a beard, <laughs> and he wears a white shawl. That's God for me. That's the, good, that's the God you see on TV, and that's the good God who I pray to, and I'm not being prejudiced. So. <laughs> any, any questions?
5: Hey, Ray, I'm Emily alcoholic. I don't have a question, but I've known you for quite a few years and, and I just wanna say that I'm so proud of you and I love what you had to share and and what a journey you've had, you know, and I, I just have to think that in you know, when you were talking about how the past three years have been really you've had freedom from depression and freedom from suicidal thoughts, you also talked about how you've really engaged with the sponsor and and you've worked all 12 steps, and I just kind of feel like, you know, there's so much freedom in those disciplines and, and doing the work and, and seeking and finding a higher, a higher power with the help of a sponsor and, you know, finding a group that you feel, we feel at home in um, makes all the difference in the world. Um, I'm just, you know, super grateful for my sobriety today, and I too get squirreling when I come close to an AA birthday, and I have a, an AA birthday on the 21st of December. Um, And I remember the first five years of my recovery, I left the country, and I I ended up going to a a country, I went to Jamaica, and they had no AA meetings there, but they did have these um, meetings in mental hospital, mental institutions, um, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that on my vacation. So, I was very fortunate that um, I stayed sober, Um, uh, but I was, you know, I just, my my head told me that I didn't qualify, and, and that... You know, I didn't deserve it, Um, and so when I when I finally you know realized that I couldn't run away to a different country every time I wanted I needed to you know celebrate a birthday, um, I grew up and and realized that you know um, it's not about me and it's about you know giving freely what so freely has been given to me, um, and that's something that you've really helped me with in my sobriety is you've always you've been a great friend and. And I just, you know, I'm very um, happy that you're here tonight. And I'm, this is the first time I've heard your story. It was great. And thank you. Thank you for my writing.
1: I've never told my story before. This is the first time. So, mm.
5: yeah. Well done. Very nice.
6: Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Scotty, and I'm an alcoholic. Thanks, <laughs> first, thanks for having a really cool accent. I can sit here and listen to you talk tonight. Please come tell your story again. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like it was shared, I I also related with the, the depression and suicidal thoughts and stuff. I don't know if mine was necessarily seasonal or just sort of cyclical, but I used to fantasize a lot about just, like, driving out in the woods and disappearing, like dying. I didn't want anybody to find me. It wasn't any kind of blaze of glory thing. It was just to be, just, like, disappear. Didn't want... Really, I didn't want my mom to find me out, that would be horrible, but, um, you know, and when I when I came into AA, I thought that would just be the case forever, but I wouldn't be able to drink, um, but I thought that would still be there, and, I, you know, I related to the fact, like, what you said about how not really being able to explain how it changed, or when it changed, but, I, I distinctly remember one day realizing I had not thought about going off into the woods to die in a long time. And it, it, it's kind of morbid, but I was stoked <laughs> about it. I was like, what? You know, like, I haven't thought about just disappearing in a while. That's kind of tricky and stuff like And I didn't think that would be possible. And it came, to me, like, the, the best thing I can boil it down <coughs> to was checking in with my sponsor every day. Going to meetings and working all the steps and you know, somewhere along the line, something, something shifted, and, um, so, yeah, I think also, like, we kind of pointed out, too, like, a, a healthy amount of fear about relapse is a, is a good thing, you know, like, if, if I have to pray to have the character defects that stand in the way of my usefulness removed, maybe that's not one that stands in the way of my usefulness, that one's served me well, um, but uh, yeah,
1: thank you. I, I just thought of something. I got a dog just about a year ago, yeah. and uh, <laughs> uh, I think that that could be one of the big reasons why I'm still sober. And I think that's that's probably, probably would be a big reason why I probably would not get drunk tonight or tomorrow or next week because that dog means a lot to me, and. Uh, I just call her a pain in the butt, but um, her, her real name is a uh, Babyface, but I, I just I, uh, I I just call her a pain in the butt, and uh, if if I think if it wasn't for her, maybe I I might be in rehab again, or I might be in one of those psych hospitals, but she gives me a good reason, a good reason to stay sober, to stay out of the hospital doesn't matter if it's for psych reasons or medical reasons. I have a hard time uh, thinking about even leaving her with somebody else. I, uh, so that's kept me out of the hospital. I, I just, you know, I just, I can't, I just can't do that anymore. She's a big responsibility to me. She's like a child, really. Yeah. So uh, I, I think she's a big reason why I, I have stayed sober and out of the hospitals.
3: I'm tall, woman, alcoholic, and uh, thank, thank you very much for sharing your story. And I thought uh, one of the first things that I really heard when you said is like, if, if something happened, if I went out tonight or tomorrow or whenever, I would never come back. You said that, right? and it reminded me. I, I came. I was in here. I I I, I used to be what people would call a chronic relapse or two, right? And I'd always be scared every time I would come back, or if I tried to quit on my own or not, that, like, at any minute now, it's just bound to happen, because that's what I do over and over and over and over again. I'm one of those people that will never get it right, like, in how it works when they say, like, you know, know, constitutionally incapable of being honest, and they'll never get it. I just think that was me. And I, uh, I was in here one time, I was sober for, like, six months, and this guy that I know, you know, from real life, came in here and was like, oh, you go to AA? And I was like, yeah, whatever, yeah, I do. <laughs> and uh, long story short, like a couple days later, I was out at a bar getting blacked out. And uh, and I don't even remember this happening, but this guy told me later, he said, I went up to the bar and, and he said, like, oh, I guess you don't do AA anymore. And I told him, I said, you'll never see me there ever again. I'm never going back. Ever fucking ever. And, you
2: know, and,
3: uh, and I meant it. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't know what to do. I, I intended to stay at the bar for the rest of my life, but they closed at 2 in the morning, so I had to leave. <laughs> and, uh, but the, I just think it's it's funny, though, like the absolutes, and like Clark kind of talked about it, too. Like going to church, like if I can't do it 100%, I'm not going to do it. You know, like my brain thinks like that, too. And like, you know, I came back again, and I've been sober now for like four and a half years after uh, saying I'll never come back to AA. <laughs> you know? And it is harder. Uh, it, it's hard to come back but a lot of those things I, are all in, I, I came to find out are all in my own head. Like, I thought that people were, like, judging me. And, like, there's that fucking guy that can't get it right. And maybe there are a couple perks in here that think shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> so who cares, you know? And, or maybe uh, people are just pretending to be nice. Either way, I don't know. But a lot of people were like, either didn't even know who the fuck I am, because I rarely came in the first place, which is one of the reasons I think I was relapsed. Or the people that did would say things like, we're glad that you're back and like you're in the right place and I don't really fucking care about any of that stuff. Like, I'm glad that you're back today. You know, and if you don't come back tomorrow, you know, whatever. It's no big deal. But uh, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in that way. But I can totally relate with that, the fear of it. And I I think it got mentioned earlier too, like that it's kind of like a healthy fear a little bit. Like I don't want to go back out there to do that kind of shit. And especially like really early on in the beginning, that was a big motivator, like, when I didn't, I didn't want to believe in God, I didn't want to come to these meetings, I didn't want to be nice to people, I didn't want to become spiritual, read fucking books, and talk to other people in these meetings and shit, and you know, but I also like, but I didn't want to be fucking blacked out at somebody's apartment that was letting me stay with them while I was broke and trying to figure it out, and maybe go into jail or the hospital again, I didn't know what else to do. So I just started coming here all the time and when I started doing the things that you were talking about, like getting a sponsor, but like utilizing the sponsor, like reading the book, but like utilizing the book, like, you know, having meetings to go to, but going all the time. It's like, oh, when I do those things, everything seems to be working out better. And I had a lot of the same problems as you, like uh, I would get so angry all the time and when I would quit drinking, my anger problems seemed to get even worse. Because like the drinking helps me with my anger. I'll get so pissed off all the time I go and drink. And then now I'm not drinking and I'm all pissed off and I don't know what else to fucking do. You know, and I would come here and I'd be so angry in here. Because this place is really, it's really easy to get angry in here. There's
4: a lot of, people, and a lot of opinions, you know. And that's what it's telling you about. And,
3: and like when I'm not drinking, I get really angry at the people and their opinions. You know, they're not mine, so I don't like them. <laughs> 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 no, just... But I like how you described it though. Like, I, I don't know what happened. It just seems like you said you had a problem with your neighbors, and like for whatever reason, you chose not to react how you would have in the past. And to me, that's like that's just like a hundred percent like real life everyday story about the kind of shit that happens in here. Like. It doesn't have to be all these people that tell all these stupid fucking stories about like, miracles in their lives. You know? Like, oh, I've been sober and now all these great things happen. It's like, you know what, dude? I got really pissed off my fucking neighbors and I didn't fucking drink. That's awesome. That's the kind of shit that I can relate to. The people that talk about all these like stupid miracles still piss me off today. <laughs> 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 oh, like, I mean, but that's less than... Like the people that talk about how like God has saved them from all this stuff. I think the same shit. I was in a meeting... Couple weeks ago, and luckily there was this other guy who's an asshole. So he said it, and I didn't have to. So this <laughs> was like, you know, I know that God exists today because uh, you know all the shit that I did in my life, all the drinking and the drugs, and I'm still alive, and God did that. And this guy's like, "Well, what about all the fucking people that aren't?" So <coughs> like, He just picked you.
2: You're so fucking special.
3: <laughs> I think a lot about. What That are dying, war all over the whole fucking world, right now, right as we're talking about this, right now. You know, there's this like pie in the sky fucking bearded fellow. Like, shouldn't he say, like, no, don't do that, but instead, you know, he's watching me masturbate. You know, instead of helping, you know, people. So I have a hard time with God, the traditional God, but AA has helped me to understand that I can believe in whatever I want and that can help me face over. It's another thing that I want to utilize that I can do that, but, uh, I like when people share that they have problems with God because I think a lot of people come in here and think that like everyone all believes in God and that it's really easy and that you have to have this like ease about it in order to get sober and stay sober and like it, it, it makes me feel more comfortable anyway when I hear other people share that they too like have these problems with it but they're still staying sober and still doing stuff every day and like getting asked to speak is like a big deal you know getting asked to do anything is a big deal to me like I don't want to do anything. And people are like, hey, will you speak on Friday night? It's like, but well, we do these things and stay sober because of it. And I think that's really great. I don't really have any questions.
5: Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom.
1: Yeah, I, uh, it, it, it's kind of ironic because I, I just I was just thinking that uh, I have had more than a few suicidal attempts over the years, but not in a, quite a few years. And I was thinking it was ironic that every time i tried to kill myself something or somebody would save me and it comes down to that god thing again and i really can't explain why i would think it's a god thing but every time i would try i i, I just it just wouldn't happen and i tried more than a few times to kill myself and it just wouldn't happen so even though I, I just said I, I, I hate God, I used to hate God uh, secretly over the years, or the decades now that uh, God has been in my life, but I just denied his existence. So I can't explain that. Any more questions? No. I think we're done.
5: Thank you. <laughs>